I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm not about holding a property for 18 months and flipping it. For me, it's a decades-long game that if I'm in now, I'm going to see more reward than if I jump in 20 years later. No one ever said that they wish they had started investing in property 20 years later. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, we're speaking with property investor, personal trainer and now buyer's agent, Joey Degada. We'll delve into the backstories he's had as he explains the influences behind his investing decisions, how he juggled full-time studies and worked to buy his first property and how he turned one property into four in the span of under five years. Working full-time and running his own businesses, Degada shares what he does on the sidelines. I am a full-time employee for the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. I'm in project coordination. Uh, I also run a small little personal training business from home and I've just started out my own company, Estro Property, as a buyer's agent operating in Sydney, helping people buy primary residence here in Sydney and investing anywhere in the country. With a busy schedule and such little time in a day, Degada is no stranger to the importance of time management. For me, the secret is early waking. So if I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, I could, I've got an extra two, three hours a day ahead of everyone else. So for mine, being able to get up nice and early and, and a really hard work ethic gets me through and, and allows me to juggle all of those three jobs. While this seems like a lot to handle on a daily basis, he shares that in fact, it's actually worked out well for both him and his client's schedules. In and around all of that, to be perfectly honest, I'm up training myself before all clients. So I'm generally up at the crack of dawn and that's when I'll start to respond to emails and I'm really focusing on that buyer's agency space right now. So I'm dedicating my early mornings there. I'll get in my clients, respond throughout the day while working for CBA and then the afternoons if I don't have any clients or in the evenings is when I'll really knuckle down into the buyer's agency space. And obviously our busiest days are going to be on Saturdays where I'm attending inspections for my clients And generally, it works well for me because my clients are time poor and busy during the nine to five, so I can't get a hold of them anyway. So I get a hold of them on the evenings and the weekends. So what exactly does a day in the life of Joey Degada entail? So um, day for me is I'm up between anywhere between four and 4.30. Um, I'll get myself into the gym and and get a little bit of exercise done there. While doing that in my rest period, I'm, I'm on emails, I'm searching property, I'm networking wherever possible. Then I'll jump straight into a a couple of personal training clients, generally two in the morning before I head off to work. Obviously, the bulk of my day is done at work where I'm 
the hardest worker at the bank I'm going to brag about. <laughs> um, and then in the afternoons, if I've got a client, I'll come home and I'll have to train someone. If not, I'll try and schedule in some inspections on the way home from work. Um, I'll have dinner and then I'll get, get straight back online and, and I'm back doing my buyer's agency business in the evening. So it uh, doesn't leave a lot of time for much else, but it's something that I'm really passionate about and I, I wouldn't ask for anything else right now. Thinking back to his childhood, Degada shares that he was born and raised in Mascot, Sydney. I'm born and raised in Mascot in the kind of southeastish area of Sydney. Um, grew up and, and lived here all my life and it's a part of Sydney that I, that I love and, and hopefully it's somewhere I can call my home for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, so I attended primary school here in Mascot as well and went to high school at Marsland College at Randwick. And what he did straight after high school? I jumped straight into full-time university. I undertook a Bachelor of Applied Science and um, majored in exercise and sports sciences. I thought that that's where the career was going to take me. I had a strong passion for health and fitness at the time and still do. Um, So I jumped straight into that full-time while also working full-time. So I was working from the minute I left school, um, juggling both full-time uni and full-time work was hard, uh, but it was something that helped me get to the position that I am today and really establish that hard work ethic from a young age. Um, from there, I made the shift away from the fitness industry uh, into facilities. So I was looking after a recreational facility and, and that kind of led into the project coordination and management space at the bank that I, that I see myself today. Juggling so many responsibilities at such a young age, Degada adds that it has definitely impacted his work ethic in life. Without having that instilled in, in me from a young age, I don't think I would be able to uh, be where I am and be able to deal with the workloads that I'm currently dealing with. Um, obviously, on top of that, I try and jumble in a, a social life, a relationship, family, travel. I absolutely love travel, so I try and get that in wherever possible as well. So um, there's a lot on my plate, but if you ask anyone that knows me, I'm quite uh, hyperactive, so it, it keeps me mellow. Throwing it back to eight years ago when he just got started in the workforce, Degada explains how he used his earnings then to get kick-started in property investing. Working through university, my old man who's a solicitor and has got a kind of head for property told me to save my pennies and, and put, the, put the money into a property, um, just one investment property that, that would hopefully set me up for life later on down the track. So um, having, having that instilled in my DNA from from my old man and having that lesson drummed into me growing up and kind of taught me the lesson of of saving and just being wise with your money and prioritizing it. Uh, so that that kind of was really, as I said, instilled in me. And so with with that kind of mindset, I was able to save up all of the money that I saved through university. And the first my first year out of university, I was able to uh, purchase a property in the eastern beaches here in Sydney in, in Maroubra. And um, that was uh, very early 2015, just before, before things got really, really hot in the Sydney market. He goes on to explain what type of property he was able to buy. It was just a, it's just a little one-bedroom apartment, but it's in the, in the last uh, street before the beach. So it's like a four-minute walk down to the beach, got secure parking, a nice three-storey walk-up. Um, Something that I saw myself living in one day and I do plan to do that later on in the year. 
With such dedication to buy property at a young age and the successful outcome that has ensued, Tagata explains whether his parents had any massive influence, this time talking about his mother's approach to property and finance. She spends it all, so <laughs> she, she'll kill me if she ever listens to that. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure dad can vouch for me. Um, yeah, so oh, look, they've both been great and been yeah, really influential in, in terms of uh, prioritising or getting my head straight, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's more the drives more coming from dad. Mum doesn't really understand it, and she's a little bit scared when I say that I've got the amount of debt that I've got. <laughs> um, she doesn't fully comprehend it, and even dad's, uh, he's, uh, I suppose he's a little bit afraid of risk, and I'm more risk adverse, uh, and I don't, I don't mind as long as I understand my capacity and my limits. And and right now, where I am now, I feel pretty comfortable with the position that I'm in. Um, but yeah, it was it was dad. It was dad that told me to park my money aside and, and, and put it into property is one day it will hopefully help me provide for my future. While Tagada explains that the fear of risk has held his father and mother back from buying property themselves, his parents have influenced him in the importance of having a hard work ethic. As I said, he's a little bit um, afraid of risk. So um, he has got a little bit, but not that he personally um, built up and developed more came from his family. So um, whatever he's made for himself, he's gone out there and he's worked to the bone trying to establish. So they're the, they're the kind of principles that I've taken on and, and I've got to where I am without any help from them other than the guidance and, and, and the support from them, I suppose. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Joey Degada's property investing journey and how his first purchase in Maroubra allowed him to buy another property later on. From that, I was able to leverage into another property uh, at Liverpool that was a private sale through a family friend that I knew so I feel as I picked that one up well under market value. Why he decided to take his next property purchase out of state? I don't like using the term bubble but as the market as hot as it was as it was starting to cool um, there still weren't the it wasn't the right market conditions for me to, to be buying here in Sydney again so I did take my search um, abroad. And that's next. I'm Tyron Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Not really knowing what he was getting into when he purchased his first investment property, Tagata shares that he definitely felt lucky to have started. From 2015, I mean, I was only 21 at the time, so I didn't really know what I was doing and then I liked it. It was near the beach. Dad said it was good. Yeah, let's do it. Um, And I didn't really understand the dynamics of property investing and just what it can do for you. So um, I was really fortunate that, that the first purchase was... Um, a successful one, I really feel as though now and that's what I'm starting to educate my clients on, that first purchase can be make or break for a young property investor. If, if, you, if you select the wrong asset at that young age, it could, can really hamstring you into leveraging into other properties. Um, fortunately for me, I had the uh, opposite effect whereby it was uh, a, a good purchase in that we, we saw some really short, short-term growth. It was this success in particular that not only led him to want to help other clients but actually allowed him to expand his property portfolio. From that, I was able to leverage into another property uh, at Liverpool that was a private sale through a family friend that I knew so I feel as I picked that one up 
well under market value. And I know it's cliche to say, but for me, that purchase there was my aha moment. It was really where things triggered where I thought, yeah, this is exactly what I want to be doing with my life. This is for me. Everyone needs to know about property investing and, and making sure that it's done right because um, that purchase there, I was able to to secure such a large asset. Um, obviously, it wasn't multi-million dollar pro- property. It was only a two-bedroom unit at Liverpool, but still an expensive asset without putting down any of my own cash. And for me, as I said, that was the aha moment, being able to control a large asset with zero of my own money put into it, being able to draw the equity from the capital appreciation in my Maruba property. However, he didn't just stop at the Maruba and Liverpool property. Two years later in um, 2017, I purchased the property in, in Liverpool. Um, and then from then, once my eyes were open to this space and, and this world of property investing, I, I kind of just went nuts and started focusing all of my efforts on there from kind of mid mid 2017 and from there was able to secure a property on the Gold Coast. So then I, I took my search outside of my backyard, outside of the hometown, outside of my state uh, into the Gold Coast. Um, and for me, that was more of a, a cash flow uh, play because my properties here in Sydney were taking a little bit of money out of the pocket, although I did see the good growth from Maruba. It was still costing me a little bit on a weekly basis. So that, that Gold Coast property really helped counteract the loss and, and help just bump up the position that I was in because for any seasoned investor, you know, it's, it's all about being able to hold these properties long term. While many investors are afraid to jump ship and purchase property out of state, Takata's research led him to believe that buying the Gold Coast would prove beneficial. For me, um, this was in early 2018, so early last year, just riding that Sydney bubble as the bubble was kind of, or it was not, I don't, I don't like using the term bubble, but as, as the market, as hot as it was, as it was starting to cool. Um, there still weren't the, it wasn't the right market conditions for me to, to be buying here in Sydney again. So I did take my search um, abroad. Um, the reason why I settled on, on the Gold Coast is because I was just, I was looking at the, the dynamics and I wanted to make sure that the property that I selected were was being able to rent out to desirable tenants without wanting to offend anyone, I suppose. So um, some, some stable employment in, in the area that I invest, invested in there in Southport, um, some good infrastructure coming into the area as well. And, and as I said, for me, it was all about the yield. It was already tenanted. I didn't need to worry about it um, achieving something like 8.3% uh, gross gross yield on purchase, and then six months later, the only thing I've heard from the um, property manager is that hey, we're upping the rent, and so the the, the yield went from eight point three to eight point six percent, and that's the only thing I've heard from that property. While success was the case for Degada's first out of state purchase, he does stress that research still plays a big part in determining the outcome of any property situation. Again, this is where it really comes down to your research. I, I did I didn't just look at realestate.com and called the first agent that I saw and said, can I buy your property? So um, it takes countless hours and efforts and really dedicated research in order to, to sniff out the right deals. So, yeah, I mean, it was the right the right timing the, the vendor needed to sell. Um, it just made sense. The numbers stacked to me. I ran my cash flow equations and um, it's been a great purchase for me. Providing us with insight on his phenomenal journey so far, Degada explains that while he hasn't necessarily had a horrible investing moment, 
there have been a few less than ideal situations he had to deal with. For mine, I haven't really, fortunately, and, and touch wood, I haven't really had a, a terrible investing moment. Um, the most testing moment that I had was uh, when I was just about to settle on the Gold Coast purchase early last year. My tenant actually vacated the property at Maroubra and I know that it was in original 1970s condition. So um, it was pretty poor timing there, uh, being quite young and new in, newish into the workforce. I needed to kind of really prioritise my cash in terms of I was about to settle on a property so I needed to make sure that the money was there for settlement but then also knew that I was going to need to put in a fair amount of money into a renovation of the Maruba property. Um, but through the support of family and friends, we were able to get that renovation done uh, really tastefully uh, for a pretty neat price and was able then able to increase the rents and find the tenant pretty pretty quickly. But, yeah, for me that was the scariest moment when I pretty much didn't have a dollar to my name. I had a whole bunch of debt and didn't really have much money to show for it. Lucky to have people to help him in that situation, Degada also takes a moment to elaborate on what he would have done if he hadn't had the support network. I would have yeah, tried to, to leverage off as many networks uh, as possible. Fortunately, it was in my backyard. Um, I was at the time working 10 minutes up the road. Uh, I only live 15 minutes away from there now. So I was able to pop up and back and forth uh, during during lunch breaks, after work hours on the weekends. Um, and I was fortunately fortunate that it fell over a couple of public holidays. So I was able to get some of the work done there while I was still getting paid from work. Um, I, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I was um, strapped for cash at the time. And, I, and I, looking back, I don't know what I would have done if I, if I didn't have the help and support that I had right now. Nevertheless, with so much success in his journey so far, and so much more to look forward to in the years ahead, Tagata explains his point of view on why investing as early as possible is so important to him. For me, it's all about that sense of delayed gratification. Although I don't go out and buy a flashy car and don't go out for brunches and dinners all the time, um, I, I knew that for the, for the time being, this is how I wanted to spend my money because I hope that as a, a saying that I was told, if you help uh, Plant, the, plant and nurture the seeds. Hopefully, we can grow a big tree that's going to provide shade later on in life. And further adds to why he's taking his current approach to investing when other people his age are usually just going with the flow of daily life. So, I suppose um, if, if we do what everyone else is doing, you're not really going to get far. Well, I suppose, you, I'm not going to say you're not going to get far. You're going to stay with the masters. So, um, I've decided I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, I'm actually just settling tomorrow on my fourth purchase. Oh, so congrats. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so having yeah having four properties to to my name at the age of twenty five is very exciting. But um, you're exactly right in the sense that I understand what delayed gratification means. Um, and for me, the the phenomenon that is capital appreciation and, and compounding growth, growth on growth on growth. Um, to be able to get in at my age now, I know that it's just gonna pay absolute wonders for me in 20 to 30 years' time. And that's the real long-term vision that I have. I'm not about holding a property for 18 months and flipping it. Um, for me, it's a decades-long game that if I'm in now, I'm, I'm going to see more reward than if I jump in 20 years later. No one ever said that they wish they had started investing in property 20 years later. 
So, inspired by Joe DeGarda's journey so far, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode of Property Invest Story. We'll discuss how he ended up using the buy and hold strategy. For me, I just want to preface by saying that it didn't even start out like that. For me, I was, I was going to buy that first property to then sell to buy that forever family home. The personal habits which have been contributing to his success. For me, it's all about hard work and hustling wherever you can. There are endless opportunities out there. Um, it's just about opening up doors, taking advantage and really be vulnerable. Put yourself out there. And that's next time in a future episode of Property Investory.